0: Returning to the program, and I believe he still holds the record for the number of appearances on this show, is our very own sports correspondent, Sean Minton. Welcome back to Radio Parallax.
1: After being banned for many months for uh, (laughs) illegal substance and anabolic steroids, you finally invited me. I'm clean, Doug. It was the growth hormone. (laughs) That assay came back and it didn't look good. When one ear gets twice as big as the other, you know you're in a lot of trouble. You know,
0: I, I can see why take a lot of growth hormone because who doesn't want to have oversized hands and large brow ridges above your, your, your orbits?
1: Uh, I don't know if you can say the word testicles, but that uh, they also swell to, uh, oh, say, grapefruit proportions from what I understand.
0: With growth hormone? Yes. No. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. HGH. Not that I would know that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm left slightly speechless. Where do I put my disclaimer in that I only know that because I read about these things? Well, you, you
0: covered sports up there in the Pacific Northwest for many years, so you probably still have a line on some of these.
1: <laughs> You're implying then that I'd be looking for that kind of stuff in the locker rooms. And again, uh, disclaimer there. Well, you know, the, the truth is, as you know, we didn't start out intending to do a whole lot of
0: sports in the show. And, and let's face it, we don't. But sports are an important <laughs> part of American life, and there are people, people interested in it. And so I think, you know, every so often we're obliged to kind of, you know, look at the field.
1: Passionate about sports and politics. I, I, would, I would almost venture to say that in this country, people are more passionate about sports these days and more mm-hmm. polarized by sports than politics.
0: Well, looking back at, uh, at 07 here, what do you think, what do you consider to be the more polarizing issues of sports?
1: The thing that strikes out most to me is most of the big stories last year had a real negative connotation to them. There were some, there were some positive stories, but, but, you know, when you talk about, say the top five stories in the world of sports, they're not inspirational stories like a uh, Lance Armstrong winning his, you know, sixth tour de France or something like that. Uh, we're seeing things where there are fall from graces. There are illegal substance and, and a lot of things yeah. going on where, you know, sports it's polarizing, but it's also so supposed to be very positive. And I think last year we really saw sports you know, pulled off its pedestal, and we kind of saw the dark side of it.
0: Well, we, we did have Floyd Landis on the program as he was doing a, a national tour to sort of defend himself. And I, I got to say, I, I was not convinced by his let me
1: Let me guess. Floyd said <laughs> that uh, despite three or four different urine samples done by some of the most prestigious labs in the world, he did not use anything tainted during his uh, well that is that's
0: his story and he's sticking to it but it's hard to, well, he only he only had one data point apparently there was only one test that 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 turned out positive as far as i know
1: i you know at the, the, you got to think about it though he was way behind in that race and then when they started going into the mountains that's kind of when he started pulling ahead of everybody and that's where you really need the most energy that's where something like that would really come in handy Again, as we talk about the top stories of 07, I think one of the things that athletes have really learned to do is until, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, more specific in a second, is absolutely until the bitter end, until you are absolutely busted, hands down, I did not do it. And then once the evidence clearly shows that you did, you throw yourself to the mercy of the court and you beg for forgiveness. It kind of reminds me of O.J. Simpson and Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> O.J. Well, we don't even get—we don't even have to go back to no, O.J. No. He's right back where he started, isn't he? Well, he's actually—he actually may do jail
0: time because That's apparently in America we take you know uh, we take uh,
1: assault seriously. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty funny story. I, I can just see these guys scheming before they go and try to steal back all of his sports cards. Okay, yeah. you're gonna—you know—you you're gonna—you're gonna have the fake gun and you're gonna go and screaming at this guy. It's. Right, I'm sorry. We're getting off path. Well, no,
0: but uh, this is worth the digression because uh, this the story was so bizarre. OJ apparently, the guy that ratted him out took a tape recording. He tape That's recorded right. the the uh, the confrontation.
1: They did. They had a tape recording of it. It was, I believe, they played a portion of it in court, and it was just a lot of people screaming and yelling at each other. So I, I yeah. don't know what what was he thinking. He was thinking um, it's just super important for me to have my 1968 rookie card back. <laughs> I think that's probably what OJ was thinking. Actually, you know, I don't 68. Yeah, it's probably more 71, 72.
0: Yeah, and and Pete Rose, uh, that that sort of that story never has gone away, but. People this year are saying, like, you know, maybe it's time, you know, we just let him into the Hall of Fame. And I'm thinking, he bet on his own team. He he finally admitted it after how many years?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is, and do you remember when he admitted it? He admitted it the day before he was about to release a book, a second book. (laughs) That's right. In the book, he finally admitted to betting on baseball. And again, that's one of those things for, what, 18, 19, 20 years vehemently denied he ever did anything as a manager and then finally when it's time to do some more self-promotion he was busted again and again and again and now he's to the point where he's really a caricature of himself he's really begging for people to let him back into the hall I don't think that uh, um, Bud Selig is going to do it Faye Vincent never did it uh, and I just don't think there's ever a chance for him ever to get back into the Hall of Fame. He'll he'll never well, be fair enough. He'll never be voted in with the veterans either because they're voted on by some of the old-time folks who yeah. really believe in the you know the the high horse that baseball is on. He'll never he'll never get in.
0: Yeah, and you know it's just amazing. We just had this report recently that that sort of just stirred the ashes and didn't really break any new ground. That, that revealed what everybody knew already that baseball players are abusing steroids. Hello.
1: There's an interesting thing because a lot of these players said at the time that they were taking the drugs, there was nothing specifically within the within the labor contract that said that there were certain things that they couldn't take, specifically certain types of steroids, and even HGH, it was never specifically named. And so they keep going back and saying, hey, this was never in the contract, but that's completely false. Back in 1971, when one of the original agreements came out between the union and Major League Baseball, there was a specific paragraph in there that said anything that is not a prescription that is would be normally recommended. Anything that goes above and beyond what a prescription would be is absolutely banned from baseball. And that's 1971. So a lot of these guys who are thinking, well, I can play stupid because I can say it was never in the collective bargaining agreement, mm-hmm. they're all they're all kind of full of it because you can go back to, you know, 35, 40 years and it it was written in, you know, probably not for that specific reason, probably more for prescription drugs, but still it is very Clearly, in that collective bargaining agreement, nothing like that can be taken by a player. Well, speaking of unpopular baseball players and uh, substance
0: abuse, Barry, Barry Bonds <laughs> finally uh, finally did it this year, uh, and people give. There's a great controversy on that too. I mean, should he be going to the uh, rule books uh, with an asterisk because it seems pretty clear that he was rampantly abusing?
1: Well, the ball that was actually caught by a fan from, I think, New York was eventually purchased online by. I think it was Mark Echo, he's a designer, he does watches and things like that. Mm -hmm. He ended up paying around 750 for it. And then he did an online vote Asking people, should we put an asterisk on this baseball before I send it? And the people said, yes, there should be an asterisk on that ball. So the public believes that the record was tainted. Most people in baseball believe the record was tainted. But what's the very first thing that Barry said? He's back in the press room. He's got everybody in front of him, every camera from ESPN, Fox, FSN. They're all on him. The very first thing he said is not... I'm so proud of this record. You know, Henry Aaron was a great steward of the record. And he, the first thing he said was, this record is not tainted. That's the first thing he said. So he felt very strongly that he had to defend himself. And, you know, uh, he's got a uh, uh, his trainer. I think his name is Mark Anderson. It's... Uh, it's, I know his last name is Anderson, his first name escapes me. Okay. This guy sat in jail for months and months and months because he wouldn't testify against Barry. Right. He came back out, they said, will you testify now? He said no. So they've threatened to put him back in jail. This whole time, where's Barry? Is Barry backing up his buddy, this guy who has basically kept his mouth shut and has gone to jail for him? Absolutely not. He has nothing to do with this. Oh, it's Greg Anderson. He has nothing to do with this guy anymore and yet this guy refuses to testify against Barry, probably the one guy who could just flat out say yes he did no he didn't. He's going to keep his mouth shut and he said he would go back to jail that he would never testify against Barry despite the fact that Barry has pretty much disassociated himself from him.
0: Well, I haven't followed the story very closely, but it does seem really interesting that uh, there was a talk about using using uh, you know transdermal creams. They were using mm-hmm. creams, he talked about it the blue cream, cream. cream and the right. white the, the white cream or whatever. Right. But this is some very sophisticated biochemistry going into how you cheat on these.
1: Right. It used to be very simple. You would walk up, uh, the trainer would walk up to the guy, he'd poke a needle in his butt, and that was it. And that's uh, when you talk about the other supposed steroid users, Rafael Palmero and Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, it was It was a pretty simple process. But as the testing has gotten smarter um, Victor Conte, who's another guy with Balka, who was also involved with Barry Bonds and some of these designer steroids, uh, you know, it's gotten, more, it's gotten more creative and more complicated in terms of, the, of, of how they're going to evade all these tests. So yeah. you've got the clear, you've got the cream, you've got all these things that are basically designed to avoid all that testing. Mm-hmm. I will say this, when Barry was talking in front of the grand jury, he, he admitted that he used the cream But he also said he didn't realize at the time that that's what it was. (laughs) And everybody who knows Barry says this guy wouldn't put a grape in his mouth unless he knew where it came from. And yet here he's admitting, you know, somebody gave me something. I didn't really know what it was. And yet here I am rubbing it all over my body. So I did notice I was hitting a lot of home runs after that. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed after that I could lift four houses. So (laughs) I decided to stick with it. So, you know, I think is he going to go to jail, you think? Well, it's interesting because, you know, for about six months, they were going to try to get him on tax evasion. Hmm. They uh, they you know, found some places where he'd signed some autographs and done some things that he hadn't paid taxes. Yeah. And now they've they've got the case again get against him where they, they say he falsely testified in front of that grand jury. Usually, you know, I'm no law expert. Shocker there. But from what I've been hearing, Uh, The federal government usually doesn't go after people, especially on charges like this, unless they absolutely have super solid evidence on that guy. So Uh if he does go to jail, that's probably what it will be for. I don't think it will be anything directly related to steroid use, just the fact that he lied in front of that grand jury.
0: And uh, Chris, you you followed sports and people trading back and forth. Uh, Is someone going to pick Bonds up? I mean, the Giants said you're not going to come back as a Giant. Is someone else going to pick him up?
1: Yeah, you know what's interesting about that is they told him a month before (laughs) the season was over (laughs) that they weren't going to bring him back. So Mm -hmm. they wanted to let the fan base know. They wanted to let Barry know. They really wanted to make it crystal clear at this point. The only place he can go is the American League. He could be a designated hitter. He'll never be a guy who's going to play out in the field on a regular basis again. I know there was talk uh, the Anaheim Angels were interested in him, the Oakland A's for a time we're interested in him. But there's a couple of things. One, do you want the reputation? And two, he's still gonna ask for a lot of money. He's right. not a guy that you're gonna get for four or $5 million a year. He's still gonna want you know, 10, 15 million a year. There are certain designated hitters like uh, Ortiz in Boston who really can command that type of money. Mm-hmm. But uh, for Barry, are you willing to put that much money forward? One, because of the fact that he still has all this legal uh, legalese trailing yeah. him, and two, will the fans come out and support him, or will they just kind of come out and boo him and, and mock him for, for what's happened in his career?
0: Well, it's, it certainly has been a bad year for, for, for players behaving badly, and I guess we maybe could close with the story of uh, Michael Vick and his well, using... using fighting dogs, gets himself e- taken out of the starting lineup,
1: and in jail where he is now. That is the ultimate story of a guy who just had a posse as a high school kid, had a posse as a college guy, and just never got rid of those guys. And you hear it over and over and over from professional athletes. It's extremely difficult once you have this group of people around you who support you. They're all hangers-on. All I mean, all they do is they basically raid your refrigerator and live in your house. But... <laughs> For the most part, you know, if you listen to Michael Vick, these are the guys that got him involved in in mm-hmm. the in the illegal activities. These are the guys who brought the dogs in. They actually helped him find the land and purchase the land where all the fighting was taking place. It's hard to say whether Michael Vick would be a good guy without these guys. Well, yeah, but he's always pointing the finger. And again, Michael's one of those guys who who actually went and looked into the eyes of the owner of the Atlanta Falcons and said, "I am absolutely innocent of this." The owner of the Falcons came out the next day had a big press conference. I absolutely believe Michael. And again, <laughs> oh until the very bitter end. Now, he never pleaded he he basically copped a plea uh-huh. and said, "You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to admit I did this, but I'll admit I did this. I'm not going to admit I did this, but I'll admit I did this." So, a lot of the things that he's accused of actually come across a little bit less when the charges are brought forward, but you know spraying dogs down shocking them strangling them yeah they shot him when they couldn't perform he killed them yeah i mean it's you know the 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 uh you know what's really interesting is is you probably don't listen to a lot of sports radio i do there are people that defend michael vick tooth and nail by saying they're just dogs you know (laughs) the one thing you don't want to do in america is you don't want to say they're just dogs because most people love their animals more than they love their husbands or their wives that's
0: certainly true you
1: just cannot do that And again. Until the very, you know, he the one thing he did do positive, he actually began his jail sentence before he was supposed to. He went in a month ahead of time. He's going to be in for 24 months. Probably no future in football. But, you know, By the time he's out, he's 30 years old. He'll never be a quarterback again. So hmm. his football career is probably over. And again, it's because... He let these guys hang on, he let them dictate, you know, things that were going on. He said basically he was the money man, but how does that not make you guilty? Obviously you know what's going on. And and I think most people would agree he had a much larger role in that than than he says he did in front of the cameras.
0: And I, I do have to admit I, I, I couldn't help but laugh when I saw the onion headline about this thing. <laughs>
1: Bob Costa said, you know, Michael Vick did put on some of the best darn dog fights I've ever seen. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> It's uh it's a shame and, and I I think you know this is a guy who was the number one overall pick in the NFL. For many, many years he was the, the guy who the NFL promoted more than anybody else and he's the guy probably of any athlete in history, depending on what happens to Barry Bonds, the guy who has fallen the furthest from grace, maybe even more so than our, our old friend O. J. Simpson. Well, Sean Minn, it's always
0: interesting, always fun, and, and you need to come back real soon. I would like that. All right. Well then we'll make it happen. Good. Make right. it so, number one. Okay. All right. Uh, Sean Mitten did years of television and radio up in the greater Seattle area, which is why he's such a damn pro. Unfortunately, we are out of time. This has been Radio Parallax. I'm your host, Douglas Everett. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. We will see you next week at the same time.